Oh, Chira, you come again with all these your problems. You never listen to me. Hmm. Maybe not listening to you is why my life is actually full of problems. If only there was a way to listen to Anu advice and Chidera problems all the time. Oh, wait. Hey, hey guys. guys. Welcome to the Care Pack. I'm Anu, the talkative. And I'm Chidera, the creative. And we're your hosts. Now, it's time to unpack the Care Package. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Actually, what am I saying another episode? Guys, episode 20? Huh. 20? Guys. Did somebody say we have more episodes than our age? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's the 20th episode of the Care Package and you know, we thank you guys for being on this. Um, oh my god, I'm not even getting emotional. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> if you made it this far, if you've listened to every episode, leave a comment on our Instagram and we'll shout you out in the next episode. Period. We'll you. <laughs> Period. Okay, guys. But today we are, you know, obviously, you know, the care package is a very funny podcast, but we're also very, you know, learned and wise, you know, 19 years of wisdom and that. So Today we will talk be talking to you about navigating life as a black woman or girl. Yes. People come for me in the streets. Uh-huh. We had to dedicate our twentieth episode to our people because society is not giving us enough credit. I don't think. So where do we even start? Let's start. Let's I go think... back to basics. Let's start with education. Okay, schooling abroad. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think one of the first, because for me and Chira, obviously we grew up in Nigeria. One of the first, like, realizations that okay, I am black is when you move abroad. Because when you're in Nigeria, like everybody's obviously you know you're black, but like race <laughs> everybody is not else is. You think about. Nobody else. Race is not something you think about because everybody's the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. So schooling abroad just it's like wow okay especially if you want to a school like mine where you're the only black person in your year you yeah know? i think that's a very big thing like at some point you have to like no matter where you go like obviously there will be black people but like if you went early so anna went in year 12 and she was the only black girl i was the only black girl like when i went in year nine so you kind of have to that's a harsh reality really like you really have to you know I don't want to say adapt, but you have to adapt. <laughs> you have to, you know, you have to act. Like, well, okay, it's a classic. Like, when you're in Rome, act like the romance. Like, it's mm. fun having your blacks around, like, you know, like, shouting, blah, 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 blah. But, like, when you're by yourself, you know, you have to eat your bangs and... Ba- Is it bangers and mash? And was it something? <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, so I want bangers and mash, told in the hole, all those things. Yorkshire pudding, all that. I mean, I don't really know how it is in um like going to school abroad in america like uni is a bit different everyone's a bit grown up and well i don't want to say mature because some people still act like spoons but <laughs> anyway. yeah i think um it's one of those things where obviously it's good and bad so i think for me one of the most powerful things for me moving to a different country is that it kind of made me realize it opened my mind to a lot more things like obviously Nigeria is quite a homophobic country Mm. and I wouldn't say I was homophobic but like I definitely didn't understand or want to understand what was going on like in the LGBT community I didn't really know anybody who was a part of the LGBT community I think Mm -hmm. yeah coming 
abroad definitely helps you with that. Um, in terms of things that Nigeria kind of makes you ignorant to, coming abroad kind of helps you open your mind to more things. You kind of definitely realize early on that, you know, circumstances are different. So I'm not saying this like making a general statement, but like I'm saying in my experience. So when I had, Nigeria is a very, very, like academically, Nigeria is a very, very competitive ass place. Oh my giddy on. Like, you can literally be in a class of like, like you can get a 90% on your exam or something and you know you're willing because you can still be at the last of the last person in the class kind of P. Like it is very, very competitive. Mm-hmm. But then for me, when I went to my new school, it was all very like laid back. Like people would get like 75s and they'd be like, oh, at least I passed, you know? And, you know, mm-hmm. it was a very weird thing to adapt into because at the beginning, like, I was very like, oh, my God, I have to do this, I have to do this, I have to do this. And they were like, chill, like, relax. And obviously, I, I, I chilled a <laughs> bit too much. I got a bit too lax, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, they're very, <laughs> they're very, very different circumstances. And I feel like that was one thing I realized, like, with the academic share also maybe sports like I don't know where I went to school like I wasn't really a big sports person like it was either it was either you what were the sports available to us I know I can't really remember uh, basketball football like that was not much exactly there's not really but like especially for girls yeah there isn't but that like, much in England, it was like there's netball, there's badminton, there's dance, there's this, there's this, there's this. It was like wow, like for the first time in my life, like I was on a sports team, and like I don't mean for one year, guys. I played netball all five years of like Are what, you netball, netball's life. But yeah, like I think that was one thing. Like if I was in Nigeria, like for sports time, we just used to chill in the gym. And when I say chill in the gym, I don't mean like gym. Like, I mean, I would sit down just to my friends. And when it's time to go, I'll pack my load up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think something that I think you should talk about, you in particular, (laughs) is because you know how you went to England quite early? Yeah. It kind of... Because because the culture is so relaxed here, in, one would say maybe you got introduced to some things earlier than oh yeah no the rest definitely of us oh yeah no definitely I feel like it goes back to that whole thing like when you're in Rome act like Romans like I'm not saying I was peer pressured or anything like guys don't get don't get me wrong everything I did was out of my own accord and you know curiosity killed the cat and all that crap but like. Like Anu said, I feel like going to England made me a bit more like, I wouldn't say free, but a bit more like, should I say rebellious? I mean, what's the word? I don't want to say promiscuous. Yes, I think I think, <laughs> it's rebellious. I think it's rebellious because we've talked about how like when you're back home, like there's so much restraints, behave like this, walk like this, do like this, have your hair like this, don't do this or this will happen. Like there's so much, when you get to England. Oh my God, that hair one? Guy, like <laughs> there's just so many things that were so different like the stuff like alcohol like you guys know if you've been <laughs> listening to the care package you know what i'm like but yeah um, i've been drinking since a young age and i'm not going to mention the age but it's legal in england but yeah like <laughs> i definitely started 
before a lot of my friends in Nigeria and it definitely caused some rifts because you know yeah. I was I was like oh my god like it's not that big a deal and so everyone here was like are you sick like <laughs> yeah. us back home we were like our trip has gone wild dude. <laughs> but, yeah. know, obviously at that time we thought we were like trying to help and we thought we were trying to like show you what's best for you which maybe we were but I think what I've now learned is that our approach may not have been the right way but all we've been used to is that aggressive tough love approach yeah no definitely definitely and you know like every as soon like I kind of realized that like at some point you kind of realize everybody you're not going to see eye to eye so you know me I didn't like I didn't I didn't stop being friends with people I that were saying like all these things like obviously but like you know you just stop relating like you just stop letting it pinch your back because like you're coming from completely different circumstances like imagine me like I could go out on a weekend and go drinking with my friends meanwhile my friends I'm boarding school for like four months I won't go certain yeah. things. but yeah something like that like I don't know you just kind of it was very I don't know it was a very weird kind of thing also because you're black you know I feel like they expect us to be hella smart. <laughs> Sorry, no, wrong thing. They expect us yeah. to be a bit like, I don't know. It's like there's two sides. So some people are like, oh, yeah, she's black. She's hella smart. And then some people are like, oh, like, have you learned this before? Like, shut up. Are you sick? Yeah, I don't like that. I actually don't like that at all because, like, hello. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> like, yeah, just because I'm coming from a different country, like, I can understand them. Mm, to be honest if you can if I'm in school and I'm doing the work and I'm doing well or I'm doing decent like just because I'm not getting all these stars like there's no reason for you to assume that it's because of the background I'm coming from like yeah the levels of education I'm back home yeah is the same in some cases better Mm -hmm. than you know what what you've been offering me here so I don't want to hear that I don't for I don't know the work rate thing it's like you actually like I'm not going to say you don't have to work twice as hard but you kind of do like I know me and some of my friends were constantly always trying to like on like stop like is it disprove disprove that narrative like oh you guys are lazy like you guys just like gossip all day that kind of crap and like we did bro we blew this guy out of the roof like my year was the first year to have two black members like on the like committee thing like that had never been a thing like (laughs) yeah so i think there are some cases where they don't expect us to work like they don't expect us to do as well as their people but we're shocking them every time period also another thing is this is quite obvious guys your accent will change whether you like it or not like no offense, the way I speak to Anu isn't the way I speak to um, my friends in England. Like, period. Code switching. Yeah. It will change, but I think not just code switching, but I think your natural accent will change as well. Like, it won't change from, oh, wait till they worry you to, what's wrong with you? Like, I yeah. don't understand. Like, it won't change that drastically, but like, little. Especially if you're Nigerian, I feel like your voice goes from that very, like, yeah, 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 to like, oh, like, well, like, it goes very soft. <laughs> very quickly like if I want to ask you are you mad and then I want to switch back to my yes this is I know yes I'm here for the job interview yeah I can change very quickly yeah 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 no definitely 
and like obviously I go to school in America now but I don't swap as like I just keep my northern English accent so when people are like oh my god like this is this I'm like you're taking the piss and they're like no I just came back from the bathroom and it's like oh my god you're an idiot (laughs) (laughs) guys school I hate talking about school you know but yeah, I'm not saying I hate talking about it. I loved my secondary school. Anyone that knew me in secondary school knew I loved that place. But yeah. Okay, next on, you know, we're growing up. Working in the workplace. Hmm. Okay. Working in the workplace. No, playing in the, in the workplace. <laughs> and why are you like this? No, but why why, why are you like this? What else are you? What just else open, do you, you just open your mouth. Wow, shut up. Ah. You just tell me what other what other things you do in the workplace, if not work. Go and ask those people that do scandalous things in the workplace. Don't ask me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, as far guys, we can only like tell you from our experiences. But like I know for me on my like I've worked a job before and I know like when I applied for a few. I got in because they needed, you know, representation. Representation. I know know some people might feel bad, but, like, I feel like sometimes it just kind of works in your favor. Like, they need somebody Mm. to represent Blacks. You want to be there. But, like, yeah, I mean, as for, like, putting on my resume, it's not my resume that I'm Black. Like, on the application thing, I'll be like, yeah, I'm Black, because I have to say that. Like, I can't be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm Hawaiian. And I show up, and they're like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, though, I found that, because obviously, a lot of companies are now pushing for representation in 2020, yeah. which is why we have token Black people. But a lot of Black people are still kind of excluded from the top positions like I have a friend who's been applying for jobs and he said that he puts his English name instead of his Nigerian name on his resume so that he'll sound more like Eurocentric yeah and I feel like that's quite problematic that people feel the need to do that like, obviously it's not our fault we just yeah. want to get a job and work for a living like everybody else yeah. but the fact that society has made us feel like your name is not good enough or like nobody's going to be able to pronounce this long name mm-hmm. or when they see this name they'll think oh this person is african this person is caribbean this person is unprofessional and that's just mm-hmm. not right like no why should we have to go through that just because why different skin tone especially women as well the and gender pay gaps and all of that like it's just yeah, so hard yeah. to even get your foot in the door and once you even get there they'll still be policing you they'll still be discriminating against you like this whole hairstyle in the workplace issue Honestly, i actually have like okay so i worked those of you that don't know i worked in like a high department like retail store and I had, like, mm. in pick and drop, like, or some of you know, watermelon, whatever. And, you know, I'd come in to work. Like, you know, when everyone has a center part, you know, hair tucked behind your ears, you know, your, your, your hot cake kind of look. And there were many times <laughs> I was told to, like, put it in a ponytail or put it up or this is this. And, like, my colleagues could have their hair down and this is this. So one day, like, obviously when I quit <laughs> like my last day I was like oh like why did I always have to have my hair up he was like oh like you just have a lot of hair and it's really bright colored and I was like this like my colleague literally has platinum blonde hair 
and it's up to her bum like why does she get to have it and they're like yeah but yours are just really full I was like I I, I just don't understand like <laughs> I don't know what this means like why can't I have my head down and he was like oh it's just better for the image if your hair's up I was like but everybody gets to have their head down I don't know it was really it was really yeah weird. like why should there be never di- why are there different TV? rules oh yeah like I just I was like why are there different rules for us like I think okay you know what I think it's time to address this whole because black men also like to jump on this bad wagon of why people get upset when black women when white women wear braids and stuff mm. from what I know it's not an issue of oh they're not allowed to wear braids it's more of an issue of there are some workplaces or some schools that don't allow black women to wear braids. Or when they wear braids, they're known as ghetto and unkempt and all of that. Yeah. So as a white woman, if I'm putting on braids, I'm kind of making it seem as if, okay. Because when the white women do it, it's cool, it's trendy, they're allowed, it's fine. And it just makes it seem as if as a white woman, I'm saying it's okay that mm-hmm. half of my gender is not allowed to wear the hairstyle that they created. Mm-hmm. If you get what I mean, like, yeah, no. lots of people are like, oh, like, white black women wear weaves, they wear wigs and all of that. That's white women hair. First of all, nobody is wearing a uh, French hair. Uh, people are wearing Indian, Brazilian, just for the record. <laughs> and second of all, it's thinking of you have forced us because you've told us that our natural hairstyles are not good enough. You forced us to start wearing straight hair. You forced our hand. <laughs> forced our hand. So for you to now come back and say, oh, but black women wear wigs. We wouldn't be in this situation if you didn't force us to be in this situation. You get what I mean? I just... So the next time any one of you wants to compare black women wearing wigs to white women doing braids, think again. Yeah, I feel like that's a very silly comparison to me. Also, like, with the topic of braids, like, for me, Sha, I just genuinely noticed, like, I feel like braids is a very hard hairstyle to handle. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like it really depends on if your head can take it. And someone said mm-hmm. something somewhere, which I kind of thought made sense, and they were like, we're not saying y'all can't do the hair or anything, but, like, maybe sometimes you're like do i say your base head or something? <laughs> your base head like your hair the base hair on your head isn't meant for braids so like i'm not even saying like that's silky smooth like there's in fact let me shut up before they come for me anyways moving on <laughs> yeah i think just we shouldn't have this issue in my opinion like period why should yeah working it should not be this hard let me just focus on the job i came here to do because i have the qualifications let me build let me build my building and be going home you get and it's the same problem that was seen in social media today this is why it's so difficult because you go to school there's a problem you go to work there's a problem you say let me take a break or let me open my phone (laughs) same problem you know I think the best thing to come out of quarantine and, you know, COVID is obviously horrible, but, like, one of the best things that, like, with Beyond, with the help of Beyonce's website and, like, Twitter and Instagram, I discovered so many more Black-owned brands. Like, mm. it was just crazy. Like, there were all these, like, nice stuff that, like, 
you know, we would get from like Depop or Urban Outfitters and they're black people out here selling these things. And it's like, yo. And more time, theirs is made with love. And care. Shout out to my collective, you oh, know? God. Guys, I think that's one thing, you know, that's, I think that's why people resonate with Fenty quite a bit because, you know, mm-hmm. it's a very all-round representation, black, white, like, albino, whatever you are, like, plus size, skinny, slim, thick, thick, like, it kind of identifies with everybody and it shows you, like, everybody has a place, you know? And I think that's why, like, as for Misha, as a black girl, I just never, like, as a young black girl, I just never, like, saw black models growing Like, the only black models me I knew, like, growing up were, like, Naomi Carmel. Yeah. Was Tyra? Tyra. Mm-hmm. I was about to say it, but I knew that one was a terrorist. No? <laughs> well. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it's... I feel like it is very important to see those people there, to know, like, if somebody wanted, like, if a young black girl wanted to be a model, she knows there's, you know, markets for her. Yeah, and not just a young black girl, but I think there's a problem with, even when they choose the black girls, they're choosing the lighter-skinned girls. People will now say that it's us that created this division between the Latins and the dark skins, but actually, it's the media, it's society. Is the big brands, is the big corporations that created this problem because for as long as as beginning of time, light-skinned women have always been more favored. Like I remember one day I was literally just talking about how she worked with a brand in 2020 and they lightened her skin tone so she could look more like desirable. Yeah. That's so terrible. Even this girl. How is it young? Sorry, um, I don't know if any of you have watched um, Let It Shine, Coco Jones. She was saying, like, they told her that she just didn't have the right look. What's, what's that supposed mm. to mean? And this babe can't sing. Like, oh, people feel, they failed her. That's all I have to say. I'll start crying here. Honestly. And it's the same way, like, there's just lack of representation, honestly. It's the same way Megan Thee Stallion... Ari Lennox, who was it that I compared her to a dog? Megan Thee Stallion will always get hate. People always question whether she's beautiful, whether she's this, whether she's that. But then all the light-skinned rappers, you know who they are, so there's no need to name them before they say, okay, baggage is creating a divide. But you know who they are. There's no question about whether those women are beautiful. And all these women are beautiful. Like, yeah. there's no, there's, there should be no, there shouldn't be a discourse about, I thought somebody be arguing about Megan Thee Stallion, whether she's beautiful. Are you, are you, can you clean your eyes? In 2020, are you okay? Are you mad? Just, just take Are a look. Actually, bad. Take a look in the mirror, beat your chest, and say, "Father, I have run mad. Deliver me from this madness." Because <laughs> no way. Deliver me from evil, because like it doesn't make any sense. Guys, I just, I don't know. Like speaking about also like the light skin. I don't mean to bring plenty up again, but like looking for makeup. Like, okay, I'm not on the darker skin of the spectrum. Like, but like the reason why Fenty was like, oh. Fenty came out with 40 shades first go. That was their first drop. 40 shades. 40 I hope XXX and XXX are listening because your shade range is whack. You need to fix it. 40 shades. Do you know, do you know what that means? It means that not only did... Because people will think that, okay, obviously this we're talking from the point of view of a black girl, but the shades... Sp- 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 English. The shades <laughs> span, that we spawn from the whitest whites to the blackest black. Inc- that's inclusivity. It's not about 
make putting one race on top or putting one shade on top it's making sure that everybody feels included because that's how it's supposed to be period so people will see this black lives matter thing and they're talking about all lives matter hello please nobody's saying that your life does not matter we're saying you need to put a spotlight on our own lives right now yeah. because they're not mattering yes you don't understand what like we're saying imagine person a b and c go out Sorry, person A and B go out. Person B falls over a rock, hurts their knee. They now say, call an ambulance. The ambulance comes. They're looking at person B. Person A is like, oh, but what about me? Person A, what has happened to you? Person B is hurting right now. So shut up and take a back seat. We're not saying all lives don't matter. But in that moment, before, before they say I'm patriotic, let me anyways <laughs> and i think in that same way is that that's the reason why the um bleaching industry is so big because like i watched skin on netflix which is a documentary that beverly naya did basically oh, yeah. and it talked about how about 50 i don't want to say any numbers i don't know but it was a good percentage yeah of women in nigeria have either bleached or thought about bleaching and that's in nigeria where everybody's black like you there's still a heavy culture for people to be lighter skinned and for lighter skinned women to appear more beautiful Mm -hmm. i just i don't know it's very i feel like the media needs to you know like obviously times are you know changing slowly but surely we're getting there but you know the media really needs to incorporate this whole idea of inclusivity and if they don't know what it looks like, they should go and knock on Rihanna's door and ask her and take notes. That's As in, I'm sure she'll tell you. Also, like... You don't even have to knock on her door. Just open your eyes. Period. While we're talking about, like, faces, we also have to talk about bodies. Now, we're going to talk about this whole thicky, slim thick, this, is this, this, this. I feel like the two different definitions of slim thick because you see people being like oh megan stallion slim thick this is it. and you see people being like oh no she's unhealthy i i don't understand like how can she be unhealthy thank you <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> and you know <laughs> and the thing that annoys me the most is like when people are like oh this person and this person's unhealthy like when they always say lizzo is unhealthy i'm like shut up oh my god are you her doctor like like the babe does full-on shows she plays the flute i'm sure she wasn't unhealthy her heart couldn't take that shit so at all exactly moving on anyways moving on to a more like we've talked i think oh sorry before we move i just wanted to say on that same topic of body issues it's the same thing you see i don't want to sound like i'm coming for white women because it's not their fault it's not honestly but it's the same way Features that black women were dissed for, insulted for a few years ago, the big lips, the hips. Now, suddenly every white woman wants to have big lips. Suddenly every white woman wants to be thick. And it's just like, why can't, why? And black women are still looked down upon for having big lips. So why is it that one side of the agenda is allowed to enjoy these things and embrace it while the other side is looked down upon what over sexualized for having yeah. big lips all these dick sucking lips and all of that like that's not a compliment oh God, i hate that one i don't know why people genuinely think that's a compliment sorry boys listen up turn up the volume i'm i'm serious turn it up i can see you anyways listen loud and listen clear do not in your life tell a girl that she has dick sucking lips it is so 
I don't even know whether I say it's inappropriate, disgusting, or just plain stupid. Just don't do it. Thank you. Like, it's not the serve you think it is. Like, <laughs> she's not going to drop her pants because you said that she has... Like, don't say that. Yes. I don't know. I just feel like it's a very weird state to be in when, you know, people get lip fillers to get our kind of lips. And some, like, boy had the audacity to be like, oh, have you had fillers before? Are you sick? Like... <laughs> my mommy made these lips so my mommy and my daddy so <laughs> yeah um anyways guys we've talked about well actually we talked about very serious stuff and i hope some of you can try and see from our point of view if you don't i'm not a mind reader i think for if you're a black woman hopefully you have resonated with some of the things we said and you've respected the way we've said them because obviously we're speaking from our point of view we cannot speak for everybody that's just a disclaimer before anybody comes into our emails come and say anything we're speaking from our point of view but i hope you feel seen we're all in this together black women we're powerful we got this but yeah i think to take it to something more light-hearted let's talk about stereotypes i know just to make it funny we'll talk about girl stereotypes black stereotypes and then black girl stereotypes okay obviously the first one is loud and aggressive i loud maybe aggressive i don't like no but the problem with stereotypes is that not every black person i've ever met is loud Mm. but then if you see a group of black people together Uh. enjoyment (laughs) it's because black people are lit like it's because black people are lit yeah i feel like when we like, I don't know, there was one day like me and my friends were walking around and then we hear like, oh, you guys don't be too loud. And we're like, ah, we haven't even said one thing. Like, I don't, and I don't know, it's a bit weird. Like, obviously there are black people like that are a bit loud, but you know, I feel like it's a very weird stere- uh, stereotype, especially the aggressive one. Like I'm not one to just stand up and off my earrings and start throwing punches, but... <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Honestly, aggressive is is the same thing with when I hear the word sassy or feisty. I'm like, can you keep those adjectives to yourself? I hate that sassy is the worst word yeah, I've ever feisty, been created. Feisty. Someone be like, ooh, someone's feisty. I'll be like, if I slap. Like, are you okay? <laughs> I'll show you feisty in a second. As in, like, legit, honestly. Anyways. And I, Everybody okay. thinks black women can dance, they can twerk, they can shake their ass. I mean, me personally, speaking for myself, I can, but it's not good to have everybody. Me, shy. if you're expecting it from me, I'm sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, no, I can no, no. shake one or two things. <laughs> I can't do But I'm no, I'm, I'm no Megan the Stallion, you get it. Um, because the thing is, God just, when he was making me, God said, this girl, I've already given her this ass. I've already given her this face and this body and this personality. If I t- teach her how to control it, <laughs> why? <laughs> so God just said, let me keep that one aside. So unfortunately, I I'm mean, not too good at that. Like Anu said, I'm not like a hot stepper, but you know, I can I can move. I move one or, two things. one or two things back in my day and I can still do <laughs> Back in my day. Um, The next one is a bit weird. Black people don't know how to swim. I've never really understood this one. Like, why is that a 
thing like i know so many more people in my english school like of the opposite nature that didn't know how to swim and nearly like quite a few black people know how to swim like i just don't understand where this- a few black people know how to swim apparently it came from a slave culture because slaves were never taught how to swim so they wouldn't be able to like swim away and escape but why is that still a stereotype yeah no i remember um there was some issue going on and then one of our teachers was like oh i'm sure you guys don't know how to swim and then someone was like um i swear literally nearly half of the black people i know have pools in their houses and you guys have hot tubs. legit continue (laughs) 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 he said go off sis okay Mm -hmm. um another one is education levels guys i hate being spoken down like not down to but spoken like um you know i have the identity spoon like they'd be like oh do you understand like is this too quick for you shall i call the Mm-mm, babes like come i know what i'm doing like relax like you're getting a bit ahead of yourself you know but mm. anyways guys. i think yeah for me like i don't like what just because i'm of my color like don't just assume that oh i can't speak english or like i don't understand what's going on i understand what's going on quite well i just i don't know that's such a weird one hometown environment oh my goodness gracious so All those people that once i say i live in nigeria they'll start asking me questions do you have electricity do you see lions and tigers walking on the road yeah you know sometimes just humor them you say yes i just i just yes me too i say yes i used to ride i used to ride my pet elephants to school every day (laughs) oh god i just never really like obviously i don't and you know sometimes i generally used to think whether it's coming from a place of like wickedness or like just pure ignorance like Mm. i just don't know what makes you think like Okay, classic example. I've literally come over from an African country to a like private English boarding school. And we all know English boarding schools from the TV shows. We know they're expensive. So imagine somebody coming to me, being like, "Do you ride giraffes to you? Are you stupid? Like, can you not put two and two together? Like, make it make sense, please." Don't don't embarrass yourself. Yeah. Like I just I've just never really like under like no I don't want to say understood but like I don't know it just irritates me you know it's like oh do you have electricity if I didn't have electricity how would the plane have flown over from here answer no answer me <laughs> anyways um and then I think another thing obviously you know when you have I don't know I've done like I've done loads of like class presentations and debates and all that crap and you know as a black woman you have to master the art of getting your point across without you know you you say your point and the other person be like whoa calm down jamal like calm down <laughs> oh my god the nice. <laughs> yeah yeah you have to master that art of like keeping your calm because i know guys i know it is really like the temptation to get frustrated is they will you just be arguing with somebody you're saying nonsense you just want to say your dad that big but like you have to you have to compose you just have to keep your cool honestly because that's the only way they're gonna take you seriously yeah and see you as worthy and it's very annoying that we have to tell you guys to kind of like i'm not saying you should keep quiet too don't keep quiet but like you have to come down to their level yeah you have to, to be make very them you have to as opposed it's, to being very like i don't want to say like 
I feel like you have to be very articulate. Like you have to be like, oh, mm. like you have to calm yourself down and say all your points, as opposed to being like every thirty seconds I object because this is this is this. You have to like wait for the person to finish and be like, oh, good afternoon, my accurate timekeepers, my blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> the reason why I disagree with, like, you have to be. I don't know if the words articulate, but like you can't just be like. And then another reason why you are stupid is because no 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 <laughs> that's not the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I think to round up this episode, honestly, now that we've grown up, we've been in these white, predominantly white spaces for a few years now. Yeah. I think it's time to give advice yeah. to our younger Anu and younger children. What would you tell yourself? Life is being. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, like, yeah, I think I'd say something along those lines, like, take it easy. Like, I know me, like, growing up, I was very quick to be like, because I had so many older cousins, I was very quick to be like, oh, can I wear makeup? Can I do this? Can I do this? Can I do this? Mm. And now I'm here, it's like, ugh. Like, I know it's going to sound really cringy, but like, I don't know, like, get us to be. Mm. I mean, what would you tell your younger self? I know you tell your younger self to be friends with me, obviously, but what else would you tell them? That's interruptance aside (laughs) i think for my younger self the one who just came to this country i would tell her to be patient Mm. but at the same time assert yourself more because i know that when i first came to this country i'm really saying as if i moved all my bags and when i first came to this country (laughs) i found it very difficult as in i came from a place that was everybody was black yeah. I in fact how many white people did I see every year maybe if you shout yeah. um and then I came and I was dumped in this predominantly white space mm. and I found it very difficult to make friends and find my people and connect and it was such a huge culture shock yeah so I'll first tell her look everything's gonna be okay you're gonna thrive you're going to thrive because I did after a few like hello you're gonna thrive mm. but for now, don't give up. Be patient because things will get better. Mm-hmm. But also, don't keep quiet when you're being violated. Because when I was being violated, I'll just be like, oh, I'm new. Like, I'll try to make excuses for them. Like, oh, I'm here, just overreacting. I don't want to cause trouble. Nah. Mm, like, mm-hmm. oh, they're just overreacting. Like, maybe this is how they behave here. Like, no, because human beings are human beings. If somebody's yeah. treating you badly, they are just treating you badly. They are a shit person in Nigeria, a shit person in the UK, and a shit person in America. No matter where you go. So, assert yourself. If there's something wrong, say there's something wrong. And I think it's the same advice I'll give to anybody who's younger or who's struggling and is listening to this. The same advice I'll give you, like, do not be afraid of, like, what's the word? Disrupting the flow or breaking the dynamic. Because if you're not comfortable, then there is no dynamic. Yeah. You get. I mean... Speaking of me, like me, I thought we we're talking like young, young, but like if I'm talking to like myself when I went to England for the first time, like Anu said, I was very like, I feel like all I'd say is, you know, don't be scared. They're nicer than you think. And, you know, they mean well. But like Anu said, a shit person is a shit person if you're being violated. But like, don't always take situations to heart. And um, what else? Life is beans. Yes. I should have I should have talked. <laughs> but yeah, guys, that's all we can tell you. Yeah, life is still beans. Uh yeah. So we've come to the end of this episode. This was a love letter. This was a special care package, 20th edition for our black girls. Um, it's just so we just to let you know that we see you, we stand with you. I mean, obviously we're you, so we resonate with everything. And 
things will get better. Mm-hmm. I, I hope things get better. And I know that you guys have the qualifications, you have the strength, you have the beauty, you have it. Like you can achieve those things that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. The time is coming when everybody will realize that, wow, this girl yeah. is exactly, exactly. So we've got this. We've got this. So that's all we have for you in this care package. Yes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Care Package Pod and now on Twitter as well <laughs> on Care Package Pod. And also, by the time this episode goes out, you guys will probably know that we are going live on Instagram to celebrate our 20th episode on friday the 27th black friday yeah 27th of november at least that's the date we've discussed for now but if it changes you'll see it on instagram well anyway yes and there's going to be an exciting opportunity for somebody to feature (laughs) so make sure you're there make sure you check our instagram and our twitter for updates on how you can get involved so next time this package has been signed sealed and delivered. Thank you.